0: Listening to India Chalo, a podcast where travelers relive their journeys across India, from the impossibly orchards and the majestic glaciers, the glittering Konkan coast, and the Western Ghats, and everything that comes in between. The India Chalo podcast is here to uncover it all for you and give you our listeners a sneak peek into what India has to offer for your next trip. Stay tuned. Hello fellow travellers, namaste and welcome to a brand new episode of the India Chalo podcast. This is episode 3 of season 2, I am your host Rohan and I am so excited to have you on because every episode we dive deep into a destination within India and aim to explore it from a brand new perspective, from a very offbeat perspective. And this episode is no exception. But before I tell you where we are going in this episode, I'd like to introduce our guest for this particular episode, who is none other than Rubel Mehta. For those of you who haven't heard previous episodes of the show, Rubel had come on the show in season one and talked about her experience in Madhya Pradesh. So I highly recommend you check that out first. But for those of you who are listening for the very first time, Rubel is an architect and a humanitarian in the field of disaster risk reduction. She associates strongly with the need for community empowerment and has thus given trainings in various cities across India. When she is not working, she can be found engrossed in tracing maps and finding the next state to explore within India. And today, in this episode, she is here to talk about where she traced the map to Sikkim, the beauty, the majesty of Northeast India. We talk about so many things, we talk about the treks that are available there, we talk about the city life in Gangtok, the culture and the local people that are so helpful in their quest to make tourism more relevant, more attractive in the northeast region. So we talk about all those things, we talk about the treks you can take, we talk about the city life, how you can explore the local places and so much more. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And without further ado, I bring you Rubel Meta. I am here with Rubel Meta. Rubel, welcome back to the India Cholo Podcast. Super excited to have you back, and uh, can't wait to dive into another one of your trips.
1: Thank you Rohan, it's a pleasure to be here always and I'm I think even more excited to be recording with you.
0: Amazing, amazing. So I know that you have come in the episode before in season one but for all those who are listening for the very first time, can you introduce yourself, where are you from, what got you into traveling and how's life been treating you so far?
1: Sure, I would love to do that. Uh, To start with, I'm doing great. I'm an architect. I am working to become a social or I'd rather say a humanitarian architect. Uh, What got me into traveling? It's um, my zeal. (laughs) I have made very conscious efforts to become a traveler and to become a solo traveler. In fact, I would say that is uh, how I love to travel. And uh, I definitely am a self-proclaimed nomad, uh, backpacker, what, what say you? But I uh, do credit my traveling journey, the beginning of it to my parents, especially my mother. She has a travel bug and uh, she let me out on, uh, you know, school trips and whatever trips were happening with which whichever school I was associated with. And um, in fact, my first trip ever was when I was four, five years old. Wow. <laughs> Maybe I could not even brush my teeth yeah. properly, but uh, that was the beginning of it and totally credited to my parents. Yeah.
0: Amazing. And where was your first trip?
1: Oh, I wish I remembered. It must have been either Shimla or Chandigarh, you know, one of these places in North India.
0: Awesome. And you're from Delhi originally. So you have explored North India in its entirety. And also, um, I think last time we spoke about Madhya Pradesh. So you've also explored that, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. I am from North India. I am from Delhi, born and brought up. I do, however, feel whenever somebody asks me where do you think your home is, I always say it's in Kerala. I think Aww. I'm a Malu at heart, and uh, I know a lot of my Malu friends would just laugh at me and be like, you don't even know the language, and you know, you don't even know half the things about us. But I'm okay with it because I know how I feel when I'm in Kerala and this. No place like it. So I think I'm a South Indian at heart, okay?
0: <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> but yeah,
1: I've been... Yeah, I please, please go ahead.
0: No, I think uh, I think that's wonderful. I think we should explore that in another episode of the show, your yes. fascination with Kerala and what draws you to it. Absolutely. So, Rupal, great. Uh, which place are you taking us to today? And uh, what is this episode all about? Tell us more.
1: All right, great. Uh, I'm so excited to tell you about it. Uh, Uh, We are going to discuss a place which is completely off the axis of this uh, North-South India. (laughs) Uh, So we are going to travel to Northeast. And uh, in fact, even in Northeast, a very special place called Sikkim, that's where I lived for six months uh, of my precious life. And uh, I toured Northeast, uh, explored a lot of places that I just thought were a dream, an unachievable dream uh because not a lot of people go to northeast but a lot of people do want to
0: go to the northeast wow that's so what it
1: was a, it was yeah it was a dream come true for me
0: so what led you to stay there for 6 months um, because normally you see travelers visiting northeast and then maybe staying for a month or a little bit more but what led you to uh, visit there for 6 months um, and tell us more about your journey there
1: yeah, sure. Um, I uh, took a job, which I knew was going, they were going to station me somewhere. Um, I did pitch in. Uh, so it was with, a. Uh, it, it was, with the, uh, it was a job with an NGO. Okay. And I knew that they were going to station me as per project requirements. Uh, so I just pitched to them that I just would like to move to South India because some of my family is there. A lot of my close friends were already there and they told me they didn't require anybody there. When I asked them which place they needed me at, they said, would you be interested in Northeast? And to my surprise, I just exclaimed that I had no idea that Northeast yeah. was an option because then I wouldn't have probably pitched anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, this was my golden opportunity to go to Northeast to actually live there, interact with people. And um, one of the most exciting things, uh, which were a part of the project, that I was doing was that I was going to work with the government. And, uh, you know, um, I know I'm generalizing here, but it's a good generalization. So I'm just going to go ahead with it, uh, which is that these Northeast people, they have just a whole different set of principles and the way they run, the way they talk, their sense of community. It is just outstanding. It's something that I wouldn't ever Mm -hmm. witness in a metropolitan city. So uh, I just picked Sikkim for a lot of reasons. I remember being in fourth grade and doing some sort of research about it uh, in, in a geography class. We had to do a presentation or something. And I picked Sikkim. My, the reason being merely that it shares its borders with uh, three countries, you know, yeah. and it's, it's at the northern edge of India. So I just find it very interestingly placed geographically. And I just thought, uh, given the history of it, how it became a part of India, it just would be very, very interesting to go there.
0: That's amazing. I think that's a, that's also a dream come true to combine work and travel to such a wonderful place. So I can't wait to dive, uh, dive in deep uh, into this place with you. Uh, so Rupa, let's start with what time of the year did you visit Sikkim? And tell us more about the weather there. And how what would you recommend travelers do in terms of how should they plan about going their trip during the year? Tell us more about that.
1: All right. I was in Sikkim for all of its winter months. That was from October to March. Literally, oh. October to March are the winter months. The day I arrived, in fact, the night I arrived there, it was uh, raining—not yeah. full-on raining. It was like drizzling, and um, it was a very. It was actually very good weather because it was transitioning from that summer to rain to winter thing. And uh, while I was there, uh, winters are at their peak, uh, especially December through February. Got it. It doesn't snow where I used to live. So I was stationed particularly in Gangtok and I lived there, like my place of living was in Gangtok. But it snows a lot in North Sikkim and even uh, South Sikkim, parts of it anyway. I would recommend that the best time to travel um, is during summer months. The reason I say that is because it's a hilly area, and it's really not hills. I mean, hills is really uh, you know undertoning it, yeah. but uh, it's proper mountains, and uh, it gets really cold. But during summers, the advantage is that during the day, the temperature, the weather is really pleasant. It's a well, very well balanced out day during summers, so that's good. a good time to go.
0: But during the winter, do you also think there's a different charm to Northeast India in terms of the snow-clad mountains or any other experiences that are relevant only to the winter season?
1: Yes, the snowfall is something that's uh, really special. It's quite a sight to see. Yeah. In that case, if you're really a fan of the snow, and uh, let me tell you, you won't get snow this clean in a lot of these uh, commercially and, you know, commercial and famous tourist places which are in the northern parts of India or in the mountainous regions of India. So the snow here is extremely clean because Sikkim, I think, is largely untapped in terms of its uh, conventional uh, travelers and tourist places, right? So uh, the snow here is clean. The environment is, oh my God, it is just amazing. Uh, The air, it's light. it's, It's just peaceful and always puts you in a good mood. Uh, So yeah, during winters, snowfall is definitely a sight to behold. So if you want to see the snow, you should travel to North uh, Sikkim, preferably. And you you know what, you just need three, four days to do that. So you don't have to uh, plan a long trip to North Sikkim for the snow. And you can just come back, go to other districts of Sikkim as well. But I do have to mention this, that uh, during March, April, when the winter is transitioning to summer, there's spring in between. The spring is also something to see. Yeah. You absolutely. know so I I mean I mean uh, snow definitely has its charms. Yeah. Uh but the spring and the flowering season is also a sight to behold. So uh, you should plan for that as well in case you want to go in summers that is.
0: Amazing. Okay, great. So uh, let's say we plan something in the summer months. So tell us about let's say a week of itinerary of what to do in Sikkim. Let's start with the outline. How do you suggest the traveler to split days between uh, different parts of Sikkim if we had, let's let's say, a 7-day or 10-day trip?
1: Alright, sure. I would love to walk you through it. So, um, the way to go would be, uh, let me explain about Sikkim a little bit first. Sikkim uh, largely has uh, 4 districts. Not largely, I mean Sikkim does have 4 districts. Uh, north, South, East and West. Uh, north Sikkim is usually, for travellers, uh, they should, what I recommend personally, coming from planes, and not, uh, you know, being born and brought up in a hilly region, I would recommend that uh, try to stay in North Sikkim for two to three days. Okay. Not for very long, because you can literally get altitude sickness. And uh, it's just, I just don't think it's a very sustainable option. Even, in fact, apart from that, uh, the other districts in Sikkim are just equally beautiful and charming. So you should plan to cover those as well. What I recommend is to spend... um, To plan your trip in a way that, let's say, if you're planning a seven to eight day trip, two to three days in North Sikkim, about a day and a half in Gangtok. I think Gangtok should be the base, uh, you know, your, let's say, the base camp where you start off from, come back to, or uh, go to other districts from. Just because Gangtok is really well connected and uh, it has a very good and convenient like it has good weather, it has conveniently placed hotels and places of stay and cafes and markets. So I feel like Gangtok should be your base camp. Uh, it also has really beautiful viewpoints. So that's that. Uh, and uh, I think a day and a half is really good enough for Gangtok. Uh, you should also definitely focus on going to pelling uh, which uh, is in West Sikkim. So Pelling is just a beautiful place. I think it is also the closest point to the Kanchenjunga base camp, as oh. far as I know. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong, I could be right. Please check on Google before holding me to it. Uh, <laughs> and um, Pelling has a really cool hostel as well, by the way, which uh, I'm sure we'll cover as we go yeah. ahead you know, in the podcast. And also has the Sky Bridge, Skywalk Bridge, uh, which is a relatively newer construction. So something to experience in India, definitely. And uh, you can also reserve a day to go to South Sikkim, which has Ravangla, which is one of my most dear and favorite places in Sikkim. Wow. A day is really good enough. You can go to Ravangla and on the way back, you can go to Namchin, just come back to Gangtok. Literally, you just need a day for it and it's covered.
0: Wonderful. So we have, let's say, a couple of places from each different region, which might have something very unique to each region. So let's dive into each of these places and probably give our listeners something to do, uh, like a detailed itinerary in terms of food, places or places to visit and how to travel between the cities. So uh, first you mentioned North India. So tell us about how what travelers can expect uh, when they visit North Sikkim.
1: Right. Um. So in North Sikkim, you can go to uh, Lachung and Lachan. Uh, going to North Sikkim, I would always recommend hire either a local taxi, which is a sharing taxi. It's quite reasonable. They have three-day, five-day packages. And they have their hotels and places, of, places to eat, everything in the package. So you, it's really a no-brainer for you. You yeah. just have to pay the money, sit in the taxi and go. However, uh, sharing it with strangers because there would be around 10 people in that taxi. So that taxi is essentially like a sumo or, you know, those Mahindra vehicles that run on yeah. the mountains. Yeah. So it's one of those. Um, it can be a little inconvenient if you have anything like a body pain or if you're like too old or if you don't like cramped spaces. It really can be annoying. So all you have to do is book yourself a private taxi, try to go with a group. Don't. I wouldn't recommend traveling solo to North Sikkim. I come from a place where I uh, got altitude sickness and fainted. Thankfully, my friend was with me. But even the strangers were quite kind. Yeah. I was okay. (laughs) But I would always recommend to make the most out of your trip and get value for money. Go in a group of at least four people. Or maybe like let the minimum be two to three people, you know.
0: Understand. Yeah, That's
1: what I would recommend. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So is there, Um, there, do you know of any groups, let's say, I, as a solo traveler, want to go to Sikkim, but want to be part of group. Are there any organizations or tourist companies in Sikkim that uh, club these solo travelers and take them together?
1: Um. So, uh, okay, so the thing is that... Uh Okay, honestly, right off the bat, I do not know of any such companies, but I do know of people and resources who can help you with it. For example, if you stay in a hostel, I can tell you most about Gangtok because that's where I live and that's where my community in Sikkim is. I'll give you that idea, but... uh, To be very generic and talking about just the whole community in Sikkim, these guys are lovely. You can talk to a stranger and all the travelers that travel to Sikkim are just somehow always just golden-hearted people. They're extremely accepting. They want to know about you. They will talk to you and you will become friends in 10 minutes. So you don't have to worry as a solo traveler. Uh, the, my perspective was only uh, let's say getting value for money I mean that was one perspective okay. So okay. you won't, uh, if you're going solo you won't be lonely, <laughs> that I can guarantee, uh, apart from that if you want your own troop to go with you and you're still travelling solo you can go to these hostels, like there's a hostel there by the way, where you can wow. stay at, I'm talking about Gangtok, Talk. yeah, okay. so in Gangtok there's a hostel, you can find other hostels there's this amazing, lovely hostel called Tagalong uh, and I know the owners personally. They're very lovely people. Extremely, extremely kind. They're so kind that they gave me a cake on my birthday, and they just invited me to their cafe. Oh wow! And just celebrated with me.
0: <laughs> this also in Gangtok.
1: <laughs> yeah, this was in Gangtok. Yeah. So the Tagalong Hostel is in Gangtok. I definitely recommend and promote them with all my heart. Um, I also have a really nice community of friends, uh, which I found. I was just fortunate that I was living there and had some really nice, good friends. Um, There are other hotels that I would recommend. There's uh, Hotel Shangri-La. You know, the owner is quite lovely, extremely friendly and very, very helpful. It's on Tibet Road, uh, in case you need to know. Tagalong Hostel, you can always find on maps, uh, you know. So you won't uh, have uh, problems finding about these hotels and uh, uh, hostels. Uh, So basically, you can go to these hotels, hostels and find locals who will guide you, who will pair you with groups to go on trips. And all these local taxis that are running, which are sharing taxis, they also are, uh, you know, the locals are also traveling through those. So basically, the 10 people that you're traveling with become your group. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: Yeah, from there, you can just take the conversations forward. (laughs)
0: Amazing So uh, we've covered North India uh, In terms of what travelers could see And how they could visit in a group So how about Gang Talk Uh, What can travelers visit, uh, visit in Gang Talk Because Gang Talk is often one of the Most sought after destinations That you notice immediately about Sikkim So let's walk through Gang Talk And what you could do there
1: Yes, absolutely So in Gang Talk you can get a lot of good authentic food And why I say good is because they're a little more accepting of tourists in terms of their taste, you know. I mean, everybody is accepting of tourists in Sikkim. Uh, In fact, tourism is one of the biggest industries in the state. So definitely everybody is extremely accepting and nice. But in terms of, let's say, adapting to taste or, uh, you know, serving to the commercial, uh, like the commercially sought-after goods or places or environments, uh, Gangtok is definitely a place to go. So in Gangtok uh, I would just uh, I have little activities uh, right off the top of my head that I would like to share and uh, you can plan your time and you can pick and choose which ones you want to do maybe some you do not want to do because you find them too common or maybe you've done them before so you can skip those one of the most thrilling things however is to go to a casino in Gangtok uh, also um fun fact casinos in Gangtok are the really, really good ones and the most famous ones are mostly only open to tourists and wow. not to the locals. Yeah, <laughs> I just somehow find this extremely intriguing. And also, I think it makes them more interesting, you know, yeah. the fact that they're o- only open to tourists and travelers. Uh, so I feel like ca- casinos should be a place that you definitely would want to go to as a tourist. There is Mayfair Casino, which is, um, I think it was a first life casino in India. And uh, there is uh, a Delton Denzong a casino named Delton Denzong. Okay. And uh, yeah, so these are the two casinos I recommend that you could go to. You could go there at night, it's quite fun. Another thing that you can do in Gangtok during the day is to take the Gangtok uh, Ropeway. And uh, it also has viewpoints, even the point from where it starts. I think it starts from the Secretariat in Gangtok. So uh, even that has a viewpoint then uh, Gangtok has another viewpoint apart from the ropeway, which is called Tashi viewpoint which is uh, just something you can stroll to from the main market and uh, if I have to recommend some cafes or places to go in Gangtok I would recommend going to so these are some of uh, my favorite places I have great memories at these places I love the food here or maybe I love the environment here or some of these places just have really, really good fun music. <laughs> wow. And uh, during winter times, you can also find bonfires in uh, some of these cafes. Okay, so one place that I would recommend is Uh Tundal. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I'm sure Rohan uh, is gonna do the smart thing and include the names and links and whatever I would, I would. he does so wonderfully in the comments and in the description of the podcast. I mean, that's just his thing. I'm leaving it on to you, Rohan.
0: I'm sure I'll also get it wrong, but let's let's try it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know the spelling. So I think we're sorted that way. <laughs> All right. Um, Another place is uh, if you want to get a classy, authentic Tibetan food and chicken momo, uh, a recipe that is unchanged for yours uh, in this uh, hotel. It's called Hotel Tibet. Okay. Okay. And I would recommend asking your homestay or guest house or hotel owner which hotel Tibetan I'm talking about because this is the only one. But uh, there have been a lot of, um, what do you say, copies. Uh, you know, a lot of other cafes really, cafes or something have probably plagiarized its name. So it can be difficult for a tourist to find the original one. Yeah. But when you see it, you will know. This place is one of a kind. It has uh, authentic architecture. You can just look at it and know that you're going to get good Tibetan food here. Um, in addition to all of this i would recommend one of the an authentic drink uh okay that you get i think it's a nepali thing and uh, in fact uh, fun fact again nepal is a language that is spoken in sikkim so everybody talks in nepali okay. uh yeah it is um as as far as history goes now, this is just uh, extra knowledge that I have that I'm just showing into the podcast (laughs) because my friends were nice enough to tell me about it. Is that, uh, so Nepali is uh, spoken predominantly in Sikkim. Uh, That's also because the original uh, community in Sikkim, which is, I think, the Lepcha community. So these guys actually know, you know, the original culture of Sikkim and what Sikkim is actually was the language. So it is quite different from Nepali, but there are now very few people in the community who are, who are left. Uh, you know, like pure Lepcha breed of people. I'm sorry to say that word, but I don't know my lack of vocabulary. But I'm sure you got my point, Johan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. So uh, I think this is one of the Nepali drinks. It's called Tongba. Okay, T O N G B A, Tongba. Yes. Okay. Um, And you can easily find it at, uh, you can find it near MG Mark, which is the main market in Gangtok, in a place uh, called, in a cafe called Absolute Demazong. Again, we will include the name in the description, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think those are the things you can do in Gangtok.
0: Wonderful. So you have a combination of casinos, which I didn't expect to hear mm. about Gang Talk. So casinos, landscapes, food and so much more. And you mentioned initially that Gangtok travelers could set Gang Talk as the base. So do you recommend for the entire trip for travelers to stay in Gangtok and travel to all the other regions? Or, or let's say you have hotels or hostels in other regions as well?
1: Uh, we do uh, definitely have uh, hostels and hotels in other places. You can find them out easily. Uh, I can recommend you the ones that I know of in this podcast. I'm sure, you know, if you really, and this is for all the listeners, uh, no matter where you are, who you are, um, you can just reach out to me via email. uh, Okay, I'm not on social media. But you can just write to me on email, I'm quite active and you can ask me if I can help you find hostels or hotels there because I have friends there so I can reach out for you and I would love to do that. So, you know, no, really no formalities here, I would love to be of help. So far, uh, what I know of are, uh, you know, the ones I mentioned before in Gangta. So there's Hotel Shangtila on on Tibet Road, Uh, there's Tagalong Hostel, there's Zostel, there is... um, uh, okay, so uh, since you asked Rohan, uh, if uh, I recommend Gangtok to be the base camp, the base sort of place for everybody to travel to and show to other districts. So um, this is what I recommend. Okay, um, of course you can travel, uh, plan your route, itinerary, and travel. But uh, personally, what I recommend is uh, go to Gangtok because it is uh, most easily connected via airports or cabs or you know what have you. However, you like to travel. Perhaps we can get to the details of that as well. But uh, go to Gangtok, start from there, go to North Sikkim, come back to Gangtok. The day uh, the day after that, go to, from Gangtok, go straight to Pelling, okay? On the way back from Pelling, uh, go to Ravangla. And uh, from Ravangla, when you're coming back to Gangtok, just go to Namchi. There's, I don't think there is much to see in Namchi, but I could be wrong.
0: Okay.
1: Ka- Namchi is basically, uh, you I, I think you will find Namchi quite similar to Gangtok. It has good cafes. It has a really good marketplace. You can shop from, yeah, you can shop from Namchi actually. So you can shop at Namchi while on the way uh, back from Ravangla and then go to Gangtok. This is how I would recommend you should do it.
0: Amazing. Okay, great. And uh, so you mentioned shopping at Namchi, but what about Ravangla? What, What can travelers expect to see there?
1: Oh, amazing okay I always love to talk about uh, Ravangla so Ravangla has one of the biggest uh, Buddha statues I'm not sure if it is oh. the biggest so I'm not going to claim that but it has one of the biggest Buddha statues I believe in India again I could be wrong I'm sorry if my facts are wrong uh, I believe it's the biggest okay and it's the most beautiful so I will say that yeah, <laughs> yeah um, so there's that and literally uh, the Buddha statue it has the most beautiful, well-maintained complex. You can walk there. There are so many stairs and steps. You can take amazing, amazing pictures there. Uh, the weather is always good. Ravamda is quite windy, so it can be chilly during winters. But if you go during the day, which is something I did, oh my God, the sky is beautiful. The weather is amazing. The air is just wind going wow. in your hair. It's it's everything you need from a trip in that one place. Yeah, the Buddha statue is uh, is it's just something to see. It's unbelievable how big and beautiful it is. It's unbelievable how perfect the architecture and the design of everything around the, that whole temple complex is. There's fountains, there's, uh, I don't know, what I did there was I just went there and uh, after I had been... Through the temple, uh, did my prayers. Uh, Walk down the steps in that complex. I just sat next to the fountain, or in fact, uh, there was some grasslands or something there. Beautiful steps in landscape. I just uh, literally put a tile and just li- li- lie down there. That's wow. what I did. I spent like three, four hours in that complex alone. It was like full zen. You know how you call it? Yeah. Yeah, that's You're one having, of
0: like, the. That's one there. of the favorite things that most travelers do when they visit such a place is just lie down and let let the place take over you. So yeah, that's absolutely Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yes. I'm in place just talking about it.
0: <laughs> wonderful. I, I can hear it in your in the way you're speaking. So that's amazing. And I'm sure travelers have something to look forward to as well when they go there. They have the experience already in hand. Alright, that sounds really wonderful. You have a combination of different places. You have gang talk you have rawangla you have namchi for different things to do and you mentioned pelling also so tell us more about what uh, we could do in pelling yes
1: absolutely i would love to tell you about pelling um so pelling i actually went with my colleagues so i have very different i have a very different experience of that place uh, also it is personally very special to me because that's where my colleagues became my friends yeah. you know um so everything that happened in pelling largely contributed to that to start off, we uh, felt so blessed that we got a hostel uh, like the one we did in Pelling. I'm going to say its name. It's going to sound weird, but I'm just going to say it and we can include the name in the description, Rohan. Uh, so the hostel is called uh, Mocherello Ostello. And uh, it it is one of the coolest hostels I've been to. And uh, it is picturesque. It's beautiful. It's comfortable. It is convenient. In fact, uh, very conveniently located. And uh, connected also to the tourist places in Pelling, and literally I just walked uh, with my colleagues, uh, with my friends in fact. I just walked from there to the Sky Bridge and went around the tourist places. It was like a trek, uh, a thirty-minute trek, and a very comfortable trek. I wasn't tired after walking that much, even though it was quite a steep uh, up walk, and uh, the down walk was just really fun. The weather was so good, and also because that whole trek route is very well shaded with trees, uh, which makes everything else so much uh, better. Uh, So this hostel was really cool. In fact, the owner is also quite friendly. His name is Nimish. Very, very chill guy. Uh, We'll become friends with you immediately. Uh, They also offer food there and just for a little, uh, you know, just a few extra bucks, you can get a bonfire arranged for you. Nothing like it during winters. (laughs) Um, there's also a place over there, which I don't quite know the name of, but I'm sure the hostel uh, guys will connect you to it. Uh, and it's on the way from Pelling, uh, to where you come from Gangtok. There are a few stopovers on the taxi road and on the route uh, to the hostel, there's this place where you can go and do some bird watching. So you can just watch birds from there, uh, which is a very, very interesting thing to do. It's uh, a relatively new, new hobby for me since I've been in Delhi. So the place where I live in Delhi has a lot of birds uh, and I'm able to uh, well watch them (laughs) in my free time. Uh, So uh, when I went to Pelling and I heard that there was a place for bird watching, I was uh, quite chill, very happy to go there. Yeah, so that is definitely something that you should do because you'll find a lot of birds that you won't find in your place. So what's going there and doing it?
0: And is Pelling in south of uh, Sikkim or is it in the west?
1: So, Pelling lies in the West District.
0: West? Okay. okay.
1: Yeah. Also, uh, since you mentioned Pelling ag- again, uh, I just uh, remembered that Pelling had one of the stariest uh, night skies that I have oh, seen. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, if you are into, um, what is that? Stargazing. If yeah. you're into stargazing, uh, you will definitely enjoy Pelling. Just uh, look up when you're walking and uh, that's all you need to do.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. So, Rubil, we have covered so much in Sikkim, and so many different activities and everything to do. How would you recommend travelers to uh, travel around Sikkim? Like, what are the different transportation options? You mentioned uh, uh, SUV vehicles that are available from Gangtok or from many different regions, but are there any more, like buses or any other taxi services that are available?
1: Um, right. So there are no buses or bicycles or autos or rickshaws or anything yeah. of that sort because it's a very, uh, it's a mountainous region yeah. and the, the mountains are there. The terrain is quite steep. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it is not possible scientifically, uh, you know, physics wise, not possible for <laughs> bikers like yeah. that to run there. Taxis are there. In fact, um, uh, taxis are the network of taxis is such that you they will take you wherever you need to go, even if you need to uh, take some connecting taxis, let's say, from point A to B. Uh, so you'll be sorted that way in terms of travel, it won't be a very big issue. How to get to Gang Talk or Sikkim, that I can tell you. So I know about Gang Talk, so that's what I'm going to mention because I wouldn't want to misguide anybody. Uh, But I feel like uh, as far as my knowledge goes and as far as my friends have told me, taught me, informed me, the most convenient and closest and direct, relatively direct connectivity is with Gang Talk. So that's why I say start and end your trip at Gang Talk. Okay. That's why I recommend it. Yeah. So getting to Gangtok, um, there are two ways. You see, if you're coming from a nearby state, let's say Kolkata or Bihar or any other state that's close by, I would suggest taking a direct uh a direct cycle by road. Okay, oh. I definitely mean a taxi that way. I don't mean a bus or anything else. If you want to travel by train, of course, no matter where you stay, if you want to travel by train, uh you can take a train till um NJP station. It's a New Jal Paiguri. It's in Kolkata. Yeah. Okay. And from there, uh, you can get a local taxi that runs to uh, Gangtok. Okay. So there is a taxi service that runs from train stations as well as from the airport to Gangtok. Okay. And the taxi service is called WizRide. W-I-Z-Z. Is okay. right, uh, and uh, they have a relatively—I uh, not relatively. In fact, they have a decent connection. The best thing is that uh, imagine it like Uber in your state. If Uber or Ola runs in your state you know, or in your place of stay. So it's like that. Uh, so basically you can find it online. Uh, there's a website, for it, visride.com or something. I'm sure if you Google WizRide, you'll find yeah. it. And uh, we'll include the link as well. Yeah. So you can just get a book of whizride for yourself in advance. You, you don't have to do it the morning or the time at which you arrive. You can do it a week in advance. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, it's the most nominal rates and uh, the best service you will get. Uh, they stop on the way over also for food. So you're sorted that way as well. And uh, even if you want to travel by air, the closest airport is in Kolkata.
0: So how about, yeah, and- uh, you mentioned train and you mentioned uh, from uh, NJP. And then what about when travelers want to go by air? Um, What's the closest airport? Can they land straight at Gangtok? Or uh, do do they have to take a closer airport and then travel by uh, taxi?
1: Uh, right so if you want to travel by air routes uh, you can uh, book your flight till Bagdogra uh, oh. and again book your uh, taxi take a whiz ride uh, I'm sure the other taxis available as well it's just that I recommend whiz ride from my personal experience and uh, the locals also prefer it yeah. uh, it's the best routes and it's a good value for money they run on schedule everything is great about it so good. I would just, just, just suggest uh, book a whiz ride from the airport and uh, go to Gang Talk their stops are fixed and uh, you, would, you wouldn't face any troubles.
0: Wonderful. Um, so, we, Ruble, we've talked about travel, we've talked about all the things to do. Um, tell us how we could budget our trip. Let's say if we have to go for a 7 to 10 day trip. How much should travelers expect to keep aside for this particular trip?
1: Okay, uh, so usually when I travel solo in India, uh, so far it has only been in India. I budget my trips at uh because I'm traveling solo. There are a lot of things I'm ready to compromise on, yeah. so I know where I can compromise and where I cannot. So the way I budget my trips is at uh, one thousand to fifteen hundred per day, okay. and I know it sounds very cheap, but I have done it, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> again and again. So this is the but I think you should treat this as the minimum expenditure you are going to have.
0: Okay, okay so this is the
1: bare minimum. Yeah. Um, but while traveling into Sikkim, you can definitely expect to pay a little more. The reason I say that is because um, a lot of coins are really hard to access. Okay. Uh, traveling there can be difficult Uh, there are a lot of things that are supplied with much more difficulty to places like Sikkim which are not very well connected and networked you know so I think the most that you would be spending on will be your traveling uh, getting taxis and all of those things uh, going from place A to B yeah. uh, food is quite nominal and it's quite good um so you wouldn't have to splurge on that but traveling is going to take most of it so if i have to give you a very uh, like a rough idea ballpark figure uh if you take a taxi out for a whole day and travel to uh, and you're traveling in let's say northeast okay uh, so in north sikkim you would be spending at least 2.5 to 3k for but you have the taxi for you uh, like with you for the whole day so yes. i think it's a good deal yeah. the taxi will take you everywhere you need to go And uh, you stop for food. Uh, I'm sure the driver is going to be great because the people there are just very, very cool. So you have good company and uh, you can get to know more about the places there.
0: Wonderful. Uh,
1: That's the most you will be spending on. But apart from that, uh, you won't be splurging. I promise you that.
0: Amazing. Great. So... Equally good for, let's say, a uh, budget traveler, but also someone who's looking to spend more and spend more time uh, like you did uh, in Sikkim. So amazing. Yeah. Uh, so Rubil, this is now a rapid-fire round. We talked about a lot of places, but tell us the top three, let's say, places or experiences that we absolutely shouldn't miss if we go to Sikkim. Okay.
1: Uh, one of three. my most favorite. Yeah, my one of my four most favorite has to be a little village called Zongu. It's between Gangtok and extreme North Sikkim. Yeah. Okay. There is also Gurudogmar Lake, which is also North Sikkim. That's where I got altitude sickness and painted. But, oh man, the places, that lake is just amazing. Yeah. Um, And uh, the third has to be Ravangla. I mean, come on, Ravanga. It's <laughs> no brainer.
0: Amazing. I Yeah, that's... That's very, uh, that's very good. Uh, Talking about a few more questions. Second is uh, beach or mountain, which one would you prefer?
1: Always beaches. I'm a water person. I think I should have been born as a fish.
0: (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next question is city or countryside?
1: Can I just say village? I would love to live in a village. That's my retirement plan.
0: Your favorite food when you travel?
1: Oh man, water. (laughs) No, I think I'll pick omelettes because you can't mess up an omelette.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Uh, That that was wonderful. And Rubil, you mentioned that uh, you got altitude sickness and a few things that travelers need to keep in mind when going to Sikkim. Even though it's largely tourism, traveler-friendly place and everyone is very friendly. But any advice for travelers that you would want them to keep in mind when visiting Sikkim?
1: Uh, Yes, when you're traveling to Northeast and uh, when you're traveling to places where temperatures are extreme, keep popcorn and chocolates with you. This is a tip I got from the locals. Eat well, feed yourself, but don't overeat because again, you could just get more sick. So when you actually go to North Sikkim, especially this trip, uh, you know, uh, the Guru Dogmar Lake trip, I went with a local taxi group only and uh, they have this plan in a very nice way. They make you stop a a little before you're going to go on that altitude. That altitude is, I think, uh, 18,000 feet or something. Uh, I think that's 6,000 meters, uh, if my math is correct. But the point is that it's just really high. And uh, taxi guys first make you stop uh, at like a pit stop where uh, you can get things like uh, tea and bread butter, which they know is light food that yeah. they recommend that you have. Then you also get popcorn, which is just light food. It has volume, really fills your stomach, but doesn't make you heavy. You know, so those kind of things. I think they have that part sorted. Um, So you'll be fine. Carry chocolates with you and also carry this thing called kapoor. I do not know what the English word for it is, but it's, uh, it burns really easily and you can find it in local shops. Um. Uh, yeah, carry all these things and you can sniff on Kapoor if uh, you are, uh, you know, feeling sick. I can tell you why I fell, uh, you know, literally fell on the ground or out of altitude sickness was that the minute I got off my taxi, I immediately uh, attempted to walk. I should have stood there still for at least two, three minutes and then did any physical activity. So keep this in mind.
0: Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. That's very helpful. Rubel. thank you so much for sharing. I know that we are now getting into a phase where everyone is traveling towards the end of the month or end of the year, so to say. And where are you heading to next? What's your next trip? And tell us more about where you're going next.
1: Oh, I'm planning a trip in Karnataka, actually. Um, it, it, it's uh, going to be a nice, lovely trip, I'm sure, because I'm traveling with my family and it's been a while since I went out with all of them together. Yeah. So I'm looking most forward to that. And that's what I have planned next.
0: Wonderful. And um, I know you're not on social media, but where can travelers reach you more let's say to follow up about Sikkim or uh, talk to you about travel or anything else like that?
1: Uh, well, does LinkedIn count?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think most people will be on LinkedIn, but you can also share your email ID if, that's, if that helps.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I'm most available on email. I'm most happy to provide my email ID and people can definitely write to me on that. I am there on LinkedIn as well if that counts as social media but I'm there you can message me my name is Rubal Mehta and that's what my name is on LinkedIn as well.
0: Wonderful so Rubal thank you so much for coming on for another episode of the India Chola podcast and sharing your experiences Uh, as always great talking to you and uh, hearing about your journeys and I'm sure our listeners will too so thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experiences with us.
1: My absolute pleasure and thanks to you, Rohan, I got to relive my Sikkim trip. So thank you for organizing this and always, always lovely to be on the podcast. I had a lot of fun.
0: Thank you so much, Rubal. Hope to see you again sometime soon.
1: Yes, you too. Take care.
0: If you enjoyed my conversation with Rubal and want more such episodes on the show... Do go on Spotify. Do leave us a rating. It helps the India Chalo podcast in reaching as many travelers as possible and come closer to our quest to discover offbeat destinations and the gems that India has to offer. So, if you are listening on Spotify, go rate us. If you are listening on other platforms and they also have a rating service, do rate us there as well. It would mean a lot to us. We are coming up with more exciting episodes in the future, more interviews, more monologues, more experiences, more adventures. So stay tuned for the India Cholo podcast. I'll see you soon.